Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever had a day you wish you could just duplicate yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, with the Sydney platform, you can complete all your coaching cycles, track goals, and connect your teachers with relevant resources all in one place. You can maximize your time and maximize your impact. As a special offer for listeners of Coaching the Whole Educator, Sydney is giving away an opportunity to use a Sydney coaching package for free for the remainder of the school year. Go to sydney.com front slash TWE to learn more and claim your free coaching package to start saving time. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash TWE or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. Welcome back to part two of our Resistance to Change series. I am joined once again by the incredible Mia Pumo to discuss resistance to change. Welcome, Mia. Thank you, Becca. So glad to be back. I am Mia Pumo with Ed Direction, and I get to coach school and district leaders and develop instructional coaches. And it is work I am extremely passionate about, which is one of the reasons I created Coach Fest, which is a conference and retreat all about coaching and education. It's coming up soon. So I know we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Yes, I love that. And I will be presenting a session on resistance to change at that conference. So I would love the folks listening to this podcast. Maybe you'll come join me for my session. So for this series on resistance to change, we are using Anthony Muhammad's levels of resistance to frame our conversation. So we're on the second level of resistance. And those of you who are not able to join us for the first level, that first level of resistance pertains to communicating the why to everyone implementing the change. And the second level of resistance, what we're going to be talking about today pertains to the need to establish trust. This involves the who of the work. So I'm going to just read uh, to you straight from uh, Anthony Muhammad's book, Time for Change, because I think he puts this so succinctly. He says, a transformational leader needs the very essential ability to connect with others' emotions. Facts and objective evidence alone do not inspire people. People need to connect with their leader on a personal level and know that their leader has not just an intellectual connection, but also an ethical connection to their purpose. And I'd love to hear your take, Mia, on this. When you were reading the excerpt from this book, you know, and you talked about connecting with emotions, Mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of was trust. And, Mm -hmm. 
you know, in the first episode, we talked about the why and how we really have to over communicate the why. But honestly, trust is the foundation, because if there is a lack of trust, you can communicate the why all day long Mm -hmm. and it's going to land on deaf ears. There has to be trust in order to successfully facilitate change and overcome resistance to change. Trust is is the foundation of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the way Stephen M. R. Covey defines trust, I think, is brilliant. He said trust is the confidence we have in someone's character and competence. And we, when Muhammad talks about you know, we have the the facts and objective evidence. It, it's not enough for people to connect to their leader. The leader puts up a slide on the data. Well, there's a gap in our student test score. So that's why we need a change. Some people might resist change because they don't actually trust the leader to make good decisions right? It actually doesn't have to do with the data and, and thinking about the nuances of trust, the people, right? They were thinking about our teachers looking at the person that made the decision. Maybe it's a district leader. Maybe it's a school leader saying, look, I've made a decision and there's going to be a change and the teachers feeling resistance or exhibiting resistance. Mm. They might not trust the leader's character who they are, right? Are they are they transparent about their agenda? Um, do they do, does the the teacher feel like there's mutual benefit to what's happening? Does do they feel like their leader has integrity? All those things have to do with character. And or do they not trust the leader's competence? Do they not actually trust that the leader has the skills and capability of making and results? to back up making that decision to make that change. Exactly. And that lack of trust can come from different places. So it may be a new leader that you just don't know. So if we don't know somebody, we haven't built that trust yet. It may be somebody that you have worked with before. And for some reason, that trust has been broken. So you have a lack of confidence because you have witnessed someone not being consistent, not not operating in a way that is consistent with their values, um, not being, not following through with things that they said, not doing what they say they're going to do. Now I'm thinking about our coaches listening, right? There's a strong, large population of coaches that regularly listen to this podcast. I know our coaches aren't making the decision for these changes, right? This typically comes from our school leaders and district leaders, but most of the time, it actually lands on the coach's shoulders to implement the change. The trust for them has to be on both sides. So first of all, they are first in line to establish that trust with the school leader. So in working on that relationship and finding that confidence and paying attention to the leader's competence and values, Mm -hmm. then if that leader wants to make a change, they can more successfully facilitate that change with the teachers. Now, in order to do that, on the other side of that, they also have to have those trusting relationships with teachers. So if they have trust on both sides, 
so much easier, right? They they have the confidence in the leader, so they have the confidence in the change. They can convey that message with sincerity and help get more of the teachers on board. If there is a lack of trust between them and the teachers, they're going to have a hard time too convincing anyone that any change is a good idea. So for them, it's it's crucial to not only build the trust with the school leaders and the teachers, but to be aware enough to analyze where the trust is lacking mm-hmm. and why it's lacking mm-hmm. and then what they can do to, to rebuild those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really think, you know, even though the coaches aren't making the decision to make this change necessarily, um, they're tasked with implementing it and having a trusting relationship with the teachers can really go very far in reducing resistance. And that is the work of a coach is finding the root of the distrust. Where is it? What is it based on? And that does not happen overnight. So that takes lots of strategic questioning, Mm -hmm. right? Lots of vulnerability in sharing some Sometimes those personal experiences that help people connect with you, that help people to open up. If you're willing to share some things, other people start to feel safe and share those things. But that's part of our job as coaches is to get to the bottom of where the trust is lacking, address it, get it out in the open, uncover Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times once the light is shed on it, that's really all it takes to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It's like a shadow and you shine the light on it. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So um, those of you listening, if you're interested in learning more about trust, I do have an hour and a half workshop that uh, we have available at The Whole Educator. I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested in checking out our framework for that and our process for teaching you very concretely how to build that trust. So Mia, it's been such a pleasure. I'd love you to share where people can find out more about CoachFest and tell us when is CoachFest happening? So CoachFest, this is our third event. And this year it is happening March 15th through the 17th at Appalachian State University in beautiful Boone, North Carolina. Um, So we are going to put the link to the page where you can get more information, where you can register. Um, We're going to put that in the show notes. But yeah, it's going to be a great event with incredible keynote speakers, breakout sessions, including yours, Becca. I can't wait. Um, Talking about resistance, which is, as you know, a very hot topic in coaching. So March 15th through 17th, Appalachian State University. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. And everyone stay tuned for part three of the series. We are going to be talking about the need to build capacity for that third level of resistance. So until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care. Take care.